Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey, One Hope Church and One Hope Friends, Peter here, continuing our Bible reading podcast. Uh, this season six, we've been in the book of Romans uh, in our kind of, kind of general series uh, as a church. And I know not all of you are part of our particular church, but uh, thankful that you're kind of listening along with these podcasts if you're not uh, in our congregation. But if you are, we've been in Romans uh, on Sunday mornings and then kind of looking at these scriptures that um, are kind of supplemental to the text from Sunday that were picked for us by a dear saint, Pat Lawless, part of our congregation, just passed away, went to be with Jesus. And in her final months, I kind of tasked her with, you know, could you come up with the supplemental readings for our Roman study, which she did a her normal phenomenal job. And so really love the scriptures she picked for this week because the text from Sunday was, you know, it, we're, we, we're nearing, well, we're not nearing, we're at the end of this major section in the book of Romans. The whole, after the introduction, there's this first section uh, and we were looking at for four weeks really of what is the condition of humanity. I mean, God, Paul's going to talk about the gospel, which is the good news, but first he's got to look at the bad news. What is the diagnosis? And so it's all about our sin and judgment and condemnation. It's really depressing. Um, but um, he goes into really what, as he kind of nears the end of this kind of section he's talking about, and he, I guess he's been talking about all along a little bit, but he really kind of it becomes crystallized toward the end here. What is the purpose of the law? Because he, Paul and his Jewish background readers and uh, and of this gospel of this book of Romans and in the Church of Rome, you know, they, it's all about the law. You know, for the Jewish faith, it's all about the law. I mean, and here is this major shift. It's this incredible paradigm shift that is taking place in the gospel. And Paul had to wrap his brain around it. Now he's trying to figure out how to communicate it to. Not just Jewish believers, but Gentiles too, because as he notes, Gentiles have a law. I mean, they have a conscience. And so, you know, the idea of law is really universal because we all believe in right and wrong. And even though it's formalized in the Old Testament and for the Jewish people, that even those who don't have that technical, you know, literal, um, you know, law uh, still have a law written on their hearts. And so, Paul is addressing that question of what is the purpose of the law? I mean, why then the law? Is our our Galatians chapter 3 verses 19 to 25 is our reading for today and and in this earlier letter of Paul, which still the theology is the same as Romans, why then the law? Paul asks. Uh, previous to that, he had just actually gotten t- done talking about how God made promises to Abraham and there's a picture of the gospel of God just declaring Abraham righteous simply because he believed the gospel, believed the the promise uh, to, of God. God declared him righteous because of the promise, which happened 400 years before the law was even given. And so Paul is even is basically saying, before 400 years before the law was even given, someone was declared righteous simply because they believed the promises by faith. Abraham. And so his question then in our text for today is, well, why the law, which came 400 years later, if it can't give life? If life, righteousness, has already been declared by simply believing the promise, what was the purpose of the law? 
And in our text in Romans from Sunday, we saw that it was given as a mirror. It reveals our sin. It shows our, it diagnoses the disease that we have the sin disease. And, and, and here in Galatians, Paul says basically the same thing, that, um, that it reveals our sin. Um, but he goes on to say something really radical. He says, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. And then verse 24 of Galatians 3, it says, So then the law was our guardian until Christ came. So the law was this temporary thing called this guardian. Well, what does that mean? Well, the word guardian, actually it's the Greek word paedagogos. And in the ancient world, a paedagogos had a actually particular role. A paedagogos, a guardian, translated here in the ESV, was kind of the... You know, if you were a Roman family of some means and you you had your kids and, you know, you had your business or whatever and you, you know, you, you basically you had your, I mean, you, you parented your kids to a degree, but you basically had a guardian who kind of really, usually a slave who was tasked with overseeing your child's rearing and kind of making sure he got to school and washed behind his ears and brushed his teeth he was called the Pythagogas. And so Paul is saying that the law was basically our Pythagogas when we were children <laughs> until we grew up. So, you know, again, in, in the ancient world, a Pythagogas would be kind of a custodian to the kids, uh, you know, making sure they do right and don't do wrong and make it to school on time because they're heading to school and if they start veering off to the right or to the left, you know, to kind of to not go to school, the Pythagogas would go wacko and just would whack them upside the head and get them back in line. And would kind of just so they could get to school kind of thing. That was the role of the Pythagogas. And that's really the role that the law has for us. It just goes wacko. Can't give life. It can't do anything other than just kind of try to keep us in line, sort of. It can't change our hearts. But... In the ancient world, in this kind of paradigm of a paedagogas, once that child grows up, they become, I mean, they're the heir to their parent's fortune. If their parent has a fortune, if they can afford to have a paedagogas, they've got some money. And so once the once they grow up, they come into their inheritance, and that paedagogas, <laughs> that slave, is owned by them. I mean, they're not under that law, that pedagogas anymore, because they have come into their inheritance. And what is so radical, and what Paul is teaching in this Galatians 3 text that Pat chose for us to look at, is that once Christ came, paid the debt of sin on our cross, declared us righteous, and gave us our inheritance that we are sons and daughters of God, hear this. Verse 25, now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. We're no longer under the Pythagogas. Actually, in the, again, in the ancient world scenario, we own that slave. That slave is ours. <laughs> that Pythagogas belongs to us. This is so radical. We're not under the law, period. We are completely... Um, sons and daughters of God, and we're, we have the inheritance. And so the whole 
the whole idea of that we gotta we still have to abide by the law is is a thing that is is totally it was it was a paradigm shift. We are not under the law. And and what that exactly means and how that plays out and how we live our lives, I and mean, that's what the rest of the book of Romans is really about as we try to wrap our brains around that. But just kind of hear this and just let it sink in just for a moment, because we're gonna get into this more and more in the coming weeks. You are not under the law. Let that sink in. You are not under the law. You are not bound by the law. You are not required to do the law. You are not, <laughs> you are free from the, the pedagogos is, is, belongs to you. And, uh, and so does that mean we just do whatever we want? No, and Paul's going to go into that, and this really get, again, the whole book of Romans is about how to wrap our brains around this and how does this work out. But at least chew on this for for maybe a couple days at least as we go through our readings for the week, and just just let that sink in. You are not under the law. You are not required to do anything of the law to be saved. You are saved because you believe the promises. You trust Jesus who died for you rose again, and who gives to you his righteousness as a gift. Let's pray. Oh, this is a mystery, God, and you revealed it to Paul, and he um, revealed it, um, not just him, but the whole early church leaders who you appointed revealed it to us. That's why we have this thing called the New Testament. It reveals to us this great mystery, but we're still coming to terms with all that it means. And so um, I ask by your spirit that you would um, open our hearts and our minds to see the glory of all that this means, that we're not under the law, we're not under the bite of the gas, uh, this thing that could just go wacko and it doesn't give life, just kind of whacks us up beside our head and we're set free. And um, and yet that doesn't mean that we just do whatever we want and, and and we'll get into that. But Lord, just let right now just sink in the truth that, man, we are set free from the religious requirements of the law and from any kind of performance thing that would that we would try to do to try to earn God's favor or being right standing with God. No, that's that it, we're not under it. We've come to eight. We've come of age. We've grown up. Help us to grow up, Lord. Show us what that means. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.